0: I mean, it's kind of cute, right? Hello, and welcome back to Kind of Cute. And if you're new here, welcome. My name is Bailey Evan. I'm your host. And on Kind of Cute, we discuss articles from The Cut and my general pop culture musings. Y'all, first off, I have to give a shout out to the one person who gave me all I wanted for Kind of Cute's second birthday, and that was a written review on iTunes. So thank you to Lou, Verge's Husband, very much so appreciate it and in case anyone else wants to leave a five-star rating and a written review on apple Podcasts, i've never turned down a belated birthday gift just throwing it out there elena also sent a birthday card regarding kind of cute so thank you guys and thank you for the support uh we're almost at our 100th episode next week hopefully if i actually get my act together and. You know, record on time, which I want to talk about that a little later, but let's just get into the juicy stuff that I know you guys are here for. First off, I have to address something that I have been requested to address, um, but I'm sorry to let you guys down. I'm not going to have a hot take on this. I just in agreement with the person who started this theory so her name is Instacase on instagram it's into insta c-a-i-s is her handle and she started the theory back on a busy phillips podcast saying that she thinks that jennifer lopez and ben affleck are reliving remaking the uh, music video for Ginny from the block because it is the 20th anniversary of it this year and it seems like they're rec- recreating a lot of the scenes there's the scene on the yacht where he has um his hand on her booty there's ones of them like on a balcony there's ones kissing and like the paparazzi like being in the bushes and getting the shot of them I agree with her I think they might be doing this Either that or they're entertaining themselves, just 100% like getting a kick out of it. But that being said, and I think she agrees with this too, I definitely think they are legitimately together. Like I don't think this is just a marketing ploy. I think it's, uh, it just is a nice side effect of it, if you will. So again, I just had to give her props because I totally agree. I think it was a genius theory. I hope she's getting all the credit for it because I think she is the one who kind of birthed this theory and was the first one to say it. So I'm just riding on her coattails here and saying that I agree. Uh, if you've been around for a few episodes, you know a little while back I interviewed Mandy, who was on the Mayorcraft 2, and it had been an ongoing journey for me to find someone who was on the Mayorcraft that I could interview. And my aunt reached out to me this week, and she told me that this past weekend she was with a friend and realized that this friend had been on the Mayorcraft 1, the maiden voyage, and had won tickets to it. So she got to go for free, she got to meet John Mayer. I mean, incredible. Like, and apparently she also lives near me and I could have interviewed her in person. No shade to Mandy. Mandy was great. Loved it. Great interview. Uh, But just the fact that... (laughs) There was someone kind of so close to home that like would have been willing to come on it and was on the Marycraft one It just goes to show like if you're looking for something and if you want something Put it out in the universe because eventually like it's gonna work out It's gonna like someone who can help you with that thing is gonna hear about it and get back to you So I just had to tell you guys that oh and one more update Um, obviously I told my whole saga about the creepy ass men coming to the door asking for Rosie. So as many of you suggested, um, we did Well, I don't know if I said this on that episode, which I think was just the last one I recorded, but we did have a Ring doorbell. The issue was with Ring, you have to pay a monthly subscription service to get it where it's constantly recording. And on top of that, you have to um, charge the doorbell constantly. Like mine would die so quickly. So right after this all happened, we ended up getting a plug-in ring, like the kind that's just, um, I use like an extension cord and plug it in and it goes it can pretty much film twenty four seven. And since I put that in, nothing's happened. Like I was kind of hoping someone would come to the door just so we could get to the bottom of it. Like I could get more answers, but nothing. All I get in my ring is me and Kenzie leaving for the day and coming back, and then the cats. The cats like love my front stoop. I have so many cats. I have a collection. There's an orange one, there's a calico, there's a Siamese. They just chill there. They set off my motion sensor all the time. So that's all I've got, nothing on the rosy front. But just wanted to give you that update in case I know some of you were so nice and worried and but don't we're good. We have deadlocks like we're going to be OK. Um, I when I had prepped this episode to talk last week because I was going to record last week, I was going to talk about the Cooking with Paris trailer because it was so campy and so amazing. And it was in, you know, anticipation of her show dropping August 4th on Netflix. It's now August 5th. So it's out. And I just watched the first episode with Kenzie. (laughs) And like I said, the commercial for it was just, I thought it was so well done. It was like campy, 50s style, just comedic, really giving me Simple Life vibes. And I kind of got the feeling from watching the first episode that she's definitely playing her character from Simple Life. I think you get glimpses of the real Paris in it, but I definitely think she's putting on a little bit for the camera or on a lot bit for the camera. I found Kim delightful. I think Kim is just so good and comfortable about being herself on camera, and obviously, I can't really speak to that. But it just it does come across as genuine, and I think it's a result of having twenty seasons of a reality TV show. And it was just like I don't even know what to comment on it. Like, what do you, like? First of all, I don't know if she's really that bad. Like, where she doesn't know what a chive is and she doesn't know what a tong is. But then again, like, remember when Selena Gomez, like, couldn't get mise en place after 15, like, fucking episodes or however long it was? So maybe she really doesn't know what a tongue is. And I get that, you know, Paris is probably not making a lot of meals for herself. Um, But yeah, just the lack of awareness and thinking that she could, like, microwave marshmallows and then, like, cutely cut them out when... Like, does this make any sense? Like, if you take marshmallows and you melt them and then you try to, like, cut them with a cookie cutter, I would think most of us would realize that's probably not, like, a good way to go about it. Like, maybe do a Rice Krispie treat. Then you can cut it with a a cookie cutter. But just a straight-up, like, heated marshmallow that you've let cool, and now you're going to try to, like, make it into something. If that's, like, giving you any glimpse into the oddness of this first episode I watched, like, the whole, it was kind of themed, like, marshmallows. So she had all these white balloons around her and she's wearing white... It was on the nose you know (laughs) it is campy though and it it breaks the fourth wall I I mean I, I can't speak on the rest of the episodes I might have to like continue watching and then give you guys an update next week but it is a spectacle and it left me kind of confused kind of wanting more Kind of just really wanting to be friends with Paris Hilton in real life, which is nothing new. I liked at the end when her and Kim were talking about these wild like shenanigans they had in Ibiza. Uh, it's worth watching maybe just for that part. But I just wanted y'all's input on it if you're liking it, if you're not liking it. I don't know. Speaking of trailers, I watched the She's All That trailer, or I'm sorry, He's All That trailer today. Uh, it's also coming out on Netflix. It's going to be a Netflix movie. And this had already got some buzz a while ago because Addison Ray. Famous TikToker, I would say she's one of the biggest TikTokers around. She's on the same level as like a Charlie D'Amelio. She was just a student at LSU, started making dance TikToks, and next thing you know, it she blows up. She gets like a million TikTok followers within a couple months. She moves out to LA, quits LSU, and she did a really great job of immediately kind of making sure that she was gonna use TikTok as a diving board onto her next endeavor. And she got this part, the lead, in the He's All That trailer. So she's playing the role that Freddie Prince played in the original. And this cute boy, who I think he's in The Karate Kid, is kind of what his biggest role has been so far. He's playing Rachel Lee Cook's character. Oh, shit. Breakups are hard. I was humiliated. You're going viral. In the wrong way. It will get better. Like Makeovers are my thing. When I first met him, he was 120 pounds of bad hair. Why don't you just make another Jordan? I will create the next prom king. You make it sound so easy. You don't think I can do it? No, but I do think it'll be fun watching you try. A bet? Oh. I'm in. So that's kind of the background of it for you. The trailer starts and you see Addison catching her boyfriend, who seems to be like a a um, musician of sorts, an artist. He's filming a music video. He's in his trailer. She goes to bring him some treats and she sees that he's cheating on her with another woman. But what I could not take is that this dude ain't cute. He looks like some protozoa wannabe from Xenon. And I know some people are into protozoa, or like we were when we were 10, but I just cannot with a frosted tip. Like Sarah Cameron's boyfriend or ex boyfriend on Outer Banks. Uh, named Topper. Like, absolutely get the hell out of here with your frosted tips. P.S. A little aside, if you watch Outer Banks, I just like to point out that I'm team JJ and I don't usually go for a blonde, but give me a JJ over stupid John B. any day. Give me Pope. Give me fucking Rafe over John B. Okay? Like, I just. <laughs> Not the character, just like the actor. No. Okay, whatever. I'm. <laughs> Okay. Anyways, my point is I'm team JJ. Okay. And I think he's looking extra good this season. He's put on a little muscle. I'm here for it. Okay. Back to he's all that. Addison's character is named Paget. which is that, is that a name? Like, have you ever heard that name before? Paget? I don't know if it's even a white ass name. It's just it's weird. It's No, it's spelled P-A-D-G-E-T-T. Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't know if maybe it had like some Louisiana roots to it or something. Odds are it's probably a last name. I don't know. So her mom in the movie is played by Rachel Lee Cook. You know, a cute throwback to the original. But just like the original, where somehow we were supposed to believe that Rachel Lee Cook was ugly just because she wore glasses. This dude that Addison is making over, I guess is supposed to be ugly because he has sort of long scraggly hair, but he is objectively very beautiful. has a jawline that could cut glass. I just, it's just so unbelievable. I'm like, can we get a true nerd on here? Can we get a true like beauty in the geek moment? Because that's not what this is giving me. This is giving me like a little burnt out, likes to smoke some ganj. likes to skateboard. You know, doesn't like a hairbrush, but wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, a little haircut, and hello, we have Brad Pitt. You know, it's just not. I. It doesn't make for a compelling storyline when you're making over a god. And, I'm sorry, I just can't get over it because, in the um, in the trailer, it has a Kourtney Kardashian saying this line where she's like on her phone she's like who's the new guy he's a little scruffy but cute and people want to say that reality is fake but stuff like this makes me realize that not all of keeping up with the kardashians can be fake as evidenced by this line that courtney delivers because she cannot act her way out of a paper bag in just her uttering this one line i was like girl cannot act on that note though i actually think addison might be kind of a good actress I was believing it. I was feeling for her. She also just like is so cute. She's like annoyingly cute because after I watched this trailer, I went and watched her TikToks that literally have no point. A lot of times it's just her like pouting in the camera, like doing a little wiggle. Like sometimes she'll do some dance moves. I was enthralled. Like. I don't know why. She just has this like friendly face that is just very watchable. It's very telegenic. So I get it. Give the girl some more roles. I think she's like maybe a good actress. I don't think she's getting like an Oscar nom anytime soon, but like a VMA? Yeah, no, not a VMA. Uh, a music wait, what are they called? The, the MTV award. The Movie Award, the MTV yeah. Movie Awards. I think she could definitely get one of those. Um there's also a Matthew Lillard cameo, which is also significant because he was in the original He's all that. Matthew Lillard was really like the king of like the sidekick in that era of movies. He was in like everything. I also like him. I loved him as uh, Shaggy. Shaggy Doo, you know? Is Shaggy's last name do? Is that why Scooby Doo's last name is do? No. His name's not Shaggy Doo. No. What's his last name? Shag- it's, like- it's Shaggy Doo. No. <laughs> okay <laughs> whatever but you know people are saying that it looks objectively bad but oh shaggy Ro- shaggy dudes a way better name well that's an awful name okay but people are saying it looks objectively bad but i just think it looks so much better than kissing booth and i know that is a very very low bar but I just think it looks so much better than that, so obviously I'm gonna watch it, and I think I'm gonna like it, even if it totally steals the entire plot from She's All That as evidenced by the trailer. Maybe they'll throw in a little twist, because if the only twist is that we're just changing the genders here, um, you know, that's not really giving it to me. It's not really giving me the mix-up that I wanna see. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So kiss me.
1: There's more to you than what you let everyone see. What if I like it that way?
0: Kiss me. You're falling for our little project? Things aren't always the way they seem.
1: So I was a bet. You can all go to hell.
0: I really screwed up, Mom. It's only a mistake if you don't learn from it.
1: Things with Padgett may have gotten a little more complicated than I thought.
0: So kiss I'm sorry I'm speaking about this way longer than you probably care about but as I was looking at you know Addison's TikToks and I've thought this before like I really get concerned for Addison because I feel like she just has a lot of parallels to Britney Spears like they both are these like sweet Louisiana girls get a lot of fame at a young age obviously Addison's a little bit older because she was in college when her fame kind of blew up but it's still really young. It's still really impressionable. Her parents are like very also involved. Her mom is like the biggest fame whore. Like Sherry just wants the camera on her at all times. She's always in like a tight little like dress, smising at the camera. It makes me a little uncomfortable. Not to age shame anyone, but I'm like, let your daughter have her moment. You know, you don't really need to get up all in there. And, um, I just worry, like I worry about Addison's mental health. I don't want her becoming a Britney. I don't want her parents like taking all of her her wealth. I don't know, gets me a little nervous. We probably won't know if this comes true until years from now. It's not a prediction I want to come true. It's just something I have thought about in the past and still feel a little concerned about. Oh, and the last thing I will say about this is, obviously, She's All That, really popularized kiss me, da, 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 I blanked out on all the words, um, kiss me under the, yeah, yeah, kiss me under the Milky Moonlight, you know, you know the one, uh, they have such an awful cover of it playing in the background of this trailer to the point where it's almost unrecognizable until you get to the very end, um, Yeah, and this is the last thing I will say about Netflix, but I've also had some friends really wanting me to watch Sex Slash Life. It's been very popular in the past couple of weeks. Um, It came out, I think, a month or two ago. (sighs) I've heard the plot of this is awful. I've heard enough about it to just feel like it's not gonna be something I like, and I truly do not understand why people get so excited about seeing a giant schlong in a movie. I mean, I have so many times seen the exact timestamp of where this giant long shot is that I'm almost like maybe the general public just needs to get a little bit more into porn because if you are so excited about this dick scene in a Netflix movie, like there's more where that came from, you know, like I I just don't know if, if if that's, you know, if you need to be going to that point in episode three and and um getting your rocks off that way. But whatever does it for you. I'm just saying it's kind of how I felt about um another movie that I've never seen, 50 shades of gray, because I'm just like why? Like I, I I don't I don't understand. But people say it's really good and now I feel kind of like culturally peer pressured to watch it. So I'm not saying it's out of the question. I'm just saying I don't really want to do it. Um This is a complete aside. Oh, wait. I did have one more Netflix thing to say. I know I'm really behind on this, but I really did scream when I saw Chriselle and Jason having their little relationships together. I think they're so awkward. I definitely. This is another thing. This is like the Ben and the J-Lo. And I think that's why she said J-Lo effects, because I think they are drumming this up for media attention. But I do think it's also real. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a two for one deal dealio. Um, Sorry. I did gave no context for that. I'm talking about Chriselle Staus and Jason Oppenheim from Selling Sunset on Netflix, which is incredible. Mindy Kaling also loves it. She loves Christine Quinn, who is one of the best uh, quote unquote reality villains of all time. She really hams it up for the camera. She knows her role. She does it well. Oh, what I was going to comment on earlier is I was, you know, talking about recording last week. And again, maybe some of you guys didn't even notice that I was gone. I know some of you did. Um, and I, I, hate, again, you guys know, I hate missing a week, but I literally, it was like, I had a really stressful work week and I, the way I view this when I record this podcast is I'm like, you guys are virtually hanging out with me, right? Like I'm in your ear. It's pretty intimate. You might be driving to work. You might be like making your dinner. We're hanging out. We're chilling. And I I want you to feel that way. And sometimes I just feel like when I go to record, I'm not in a spot where like I want to hang out with myself. And I love hanging out with myself. I am my favorite person to hang out with. I am a true introvert. So when I'm at a point where I'm just like, I don't think I want to hang out with me. I don't want to subject you guys to that. And it's I'm trying to work on that because that's obviously like, it, it's just me being in a bad mental place. I feel it's, sometimes it's lack of preparation, which stresses me out. But a lot of times it's just me not feeling, ow, fuck, sorry, ghost just hit me on the leg. Um, it's just me feeling, I don't know, kind of down and like, just not wanting to drag you guys down with me. Uh, so I just wanted to, clue you into that and be vulnerable. I'm always honest with you guys, but just give you a little glimpse behind the curtain. Cause it, it had me thinking cause I was like, you know, people were shitting on Simone Biles. I mean, obviously so many people were supportive of her, which they should be, um, for kind of stepping out of the team events and then, you know, taking a break for the individual events and the Olympics. But if I can't even pull together my mental state to record for 30 minutes. Can you fucking imagine like going out there and hurling yourself in the air and doing twists if you're not mincely in the right place and you have like the yips like from Ted Lasso, which I finally, which I finally watched. They call it the twisties in gymnastics. Um, but I, I just, uh, my heart went out to her on that level. Cause I'm like, I just can't even imagine like feeling that way on like a world stage. And it just came out today that her aunt had passed away during the Olympics. just, Girl had a lot going on. Um, Justin Bieber left her, like, or he, like, on his Instagram had a really cute message for her. Wait, I kind of want to find it, because I thought, I was like, wow, like, sometimes Justin Bieber unintentionally can be quite poetic. So he said, what does it mean to gain the whole world but forfeit your soul? Sometimes our no's are more powerful than our yeses. When you... When what you normally love starts to steal your joy, it's important we take a sec back to evaluate why. And he, he says some more. He's like, people thought I was crazy for stopping my purpose tour, but you know, it was what was best for me. So anyways, I'm not saying you guys like pressure me or ever make me feel bad for missing an episode. I'm just saying like, sometimes I do get down. And honestly, sometimes I spiral. And I'm not saying this just so you guys are like, no, we'd love it. I'm, I'm really not. But sometimes I spiral and I think, who would want to listen to this? Like, who it's not good enough. Oh my God, there's so many good podcasts out there. And like, what even is the point? Even if I like this, what's the point? And you know, I really, I can get in a dark place about that. So Again, it just means so much to me if you guys listen and engage and follow me on Instagram at Bailey Evan or at Kinda Cute Podcast. Leave a written review. You know the deal. I also have a YouTube channel at Bailey Evan. I didn't mean to turn that into like a self indulgent ad. It just felt it felt right. (laughs) All right. So let's finally get into our articles of the day. Actually, before I get into the articles, I took a little break. I usually always, always record this podcast straight through. But again, clearly for some reason, episode 99 just giving me some struggles. So I went and watched another episode of Cooking with Paris and it was Sweetie. And wow, I just was so distracted by how beautiful and stunning Sweetie is. And her boobies were just so pert and smooth. And I could not stop staring. Like I didn't even care about the shrimp tacos. I was just like wow, that smooth, <laughs> boobie skin on sweetie. um. But I loved, I don't know, I really loved that episode. I think that episode was better than the Kim Kardashian one. Okay. <laughs> oh, also, before we get into the articles, the cut alerted me to the fact that Ikea, Kenzie, came out with a Swedish meatball-scented candle. And it's an exclusive. I don't know if you can just, like, go buy it or if it's only to certain people. But I, I really do miss those meatballs of... Not eating meat anymore because they do have veggie ones, and the veggie ones are good. I love the veggie ones. We would get like the big bags and cook them at home, but they they don't taste anything like the meat one. Like they're not trying to be meat. They're like literal like veggies, like corn and carrots and green. They're like green. Yeah, um well, that shit is good. But what I would like to propose, in case anyone from IKEA is listening, I would very much like a lingonberry candle. I love lingonberry is like the best jam. I oh, I haven't been to an IKEA in so long, but I really want to go and like stock up on that because it's so good. Okay, now we actually are getting to our first article. Yet another opportunity to see Aaron Carter naked by Mia Mercado. I know that's just exactly what you guys have been waiting for that moment to come. As she writes, it's not difficult to come by Aaron Carter and the nude. He's got an OnlyFans page and treats his Instagram like an OnlyFans page. And now he's joining Las Vegas' campy musical review, Naked Boys Singing. She says, love a title that tells you everything to know. You need to know. Uh, He says, I think the body is a beautiful thing. We were all born naked. I love doing OnlyFans. I've been an OnlyFans model for over a year now, and people are very uplifting. They make you feel attractive and good about yourself. I love that social media platform more than any other platform. It's not about the money. It's about the fans. Well, Aaron, I think it's also maybe a little bit about the money. Otherwise, you would not be pimping yourself out on a Las Vegas review show. But <laughs> that's, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, And in case you are wondering, yes, in fact, these are naked boys singing. They are really naked, according to the website. And as Mia writes, there's also a quote from Kelly Ripa on the website. And it says, three of the greatest words in the English language, dot, 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 naked boys singing. I mean, I don't really think I agree with that. Like chocolate chip cookie ice cream uh, sandwich. I don't know. However, I can make that into three words. What are those called? Chocolate chip? a witch is chip witches chip. <laughs> that is a beautiful Chocolate word chip, to me sandwich, ice cream, you know Kenzie, can you give me a break i told you i've been struggling and you just want to come for me this week okay i see how it is um He also started his own cannabis business, allegedly. I tried to look this up because I was like, oh, I wonder if he sells it in Florida. Because a lot of these companies, like they can't really ship across state lines, you know, so it's state dependent. But last I checked, like Aaron did live in Florida or had a house in Florida. He's he's from here. Um but i couldn't find this business and instead i just found an article about how he in back in like 2016 used to spend $10,000 a year on weed alone which honestly i might spend close to that on my alcohol habit and now i also have my medical marijuana l- license so between the two of them it's probably not far off from that you know like i was going to i was going to give shade and then i was like honestly like I don't even want to, I never want to add up how much I spend on those, on, on alcohol because I'm sure it would just be very, very alarming. But the bottom line is I'm really not sure if this cannabis company is actual viable company because I can't even find the name of it or like where to buy it. I found an Instagram post. Like I could see on the Google search page that it was talking about him growing his strains, but then when I clicked on it, the picture didn't exist anymore. So I don't know. Pretty sus. All right. On to our next article. Thank you for talking about your Botox by Claire Zulke. So this article starts out by talking about an influencer named Whitney Buha. She was already an influencer, but she went kind of viral when she talked about her botched Botox experience. She had what is known as pitosis, and it's when your eyebrow sags pretty extreme and it causes your eyelid to kind of go down and then your other eye to compensate bulges out so her she was having a bulgy eye like it was it was popping and don't worry it's gone away now she's fine um but it started this discourse about what it's like to be open with any sort of fillers or injections or plastic surgery online because apparently when this went viral she was getting so many messages with people berating her about putting poison in her body And obviously, I'm a huge fan of people sharing when they get stuff done because I just don't think it's that deep. And I think if you're privileged enough to afford any type of of plastic surgery, there's no reason to hide it or make people think that it's unnatural. Because like, what's what's the point? Like, I I just think the more we normalize it, just like talking about mental health. Not saying those are on the same like platform, but just when you talk about things more, you normalize them more and it doesn't become this hush-hush thing that we have to do behind closed doors. And I just think there could be more of that in general in the world. And I think one place where we could really improve upon that is in the plastic surgery realm. So I'm always very appreciative of people who are open about things they've had done. And why I kind of wanted to talk about this is because there was this one paragraph that really struck me. So I'm gonna read the whole thing to you. It says, "For every buha, there are more influencers who set arbitrary standards of acceptable means for maintaining beauty and youth." Gwyneth Paltrow broke up with Botox, but shills for Zeomin, a uniquely purified—this is in quotes—uniquely purified anti-wrinkle injectable that does not contain any unnecessary proteins, whatever that means. Okay. Well, I have to say, I Zeomin is my favorite. Like. That pure Botox, just with nothing else in it. I mean, maybe it's in my head, but I am swear, swear that shit lasted longer and was more effective. And when I, I have an appointment on September 1st, and it's for Zeoman. So you know what, Gwen? Show your Zeoman. I want to manifest a Zeoman sponsorship. If, if that could be like the first sponsorship I ever got, oh, wow. Like, sign me the hell up. And then Tina Fey said, You can point any kind of laser at my face, but I don't think Botox is for me. I have never done a laser, but it's just because I'm worried about it making my melasma worse on my face. So I did, as I told you guys, when the whole first rosy guy came, I was getting a chemical peel. That was my first chemical peel. I've gotten Botox multiple times. I've lasered my coochie, my armpits. Love, love laser for that. Um, but never done it on my face just cause I'm worried about the melasma. I don't know why the, uh, this is just me trying to be open with you about what I've had done. And as I said before, would much rather get a nose job than, um, pay for freezing my eggs. So call me shallow, but I'm, it's just the truth. Not that I, I would like to have freezed eggs too. I just think, I think like with the nose job, it's kind of wham, bam, one and done. Like, and you know, you recover for like a week. And obviously it takes longer to heal, but like your downtime is like a week, but with the freezing the egg thing, I just feel like that's, that's like kind of traumatizing on a lot of levels and you don't, then you, once you have your frozen eggs, you then have to go through the IVF process. And it's just, it's too much for me to conceptualize right now. You know what, if Paris Hilton's talking about having babies at 40, like, oh, she probably does have her eggs frozen though, huh? I know, but who knows? But even sometimes people with money don't make that choice just because, like I said, it is really like hard on your body and to do it. Um, Kate Winslet said that plastic surgery goes against her morals. Oh, God, I hate when people get on like high horses about it. I like Kate Winslet, but I don't like that. And it's, But she's not against chilling out for Lancome, whose serum will cost you over $400. I also don't know what Lancome serums Mia was looking at, but are they? that's like over La Mer costs. Um, and as she points out, that's more than enough to cover a treatment of Botox, which is true. That could, with the way most Botox is priced, I could get you 40 units, um, which is enough for a forehead most most times. And Jennifer Lopez, lover of olive oil for her face, has put in work denying she has had Botox or plastic surgery. This, this is the main reason I want to share this paragraph with you guys. It says, but for some reason, not the same level of effort to deny that she owns a totally relatable $25,000 Thermage machine, which applies electric currents to your face. So is that the key, guys? I mean, if anyone has a spare $25,000 laying around, A, um, I hope you buy my merch when I ever come out with it. B, can you get a Thermage and let me know how it goes? Um, Because that will not be in my budget anytime soon. But wowie zowie, I mean... It's doing something good. Um, I also thought this article was fascinating because it shared how certain groups may feel more pressure to keep it under wraps. And one of the ones they cited was mom influencers, like mom influencers. And the quote says it's evident you care about it's evidence you care about vanity which doesn't go well with the vision of the perfect angel mom which again I've always thought that's bullshit like why can't you continue to take care of yourself other than I get it that you're sleep deprived like I, there's a lot of reasons why it becomes harder to take care of yourself but I never think a woman should be shamed for taking care of herself when she has A baby like that no she needs that time and she should be able to do whatever the hell she wants and it also says that influencers who are women of color may also feel added societal pressure to keep aesthetic works under wrap cosmetic work has always been something that felt like it was preserved for wealthy people a luxury whenever you carve something out like that you carve out women of color who have been left out of conversations of luxury since the beginning of time uh if black don't crack you feel bad when your black is cracking everyone ages we're aging in different ways so i was just another like again it's i i think of things in such a bubble like i obviously just think about how comfortable i feel about sharing my experiences and how i think celebrities should have to but i don't think about you know there's so many different groups out there that might have their different reasons for why they want to keep certain things on the dl so I don't know. It's just kind of an interesting eye-opening article that I was of a little bit different tone than the cut usually has. So I wanted to talk about it, but let's get to a way lighter little article next. It's called Just Date Already by Claire Lampin. So a couple, I mean, I don't even know how many episodes back it was now, but we obviously talked about how lizzo like drunkenly slid into chris evans dms and it just caused this whole thing because lizzo was like the best tiktoker and so she did a tiktok about it and like screenshotted his response so last week on tiktok uh lizzo addressed a fan's request asking her to confirm or deny that she is pregnant with Captain America's baby and Lizzo just without blinking an eye said this is something that I've been really trying to keep personal and private between me and the father of my child but since we're airing out all the rumors today I've been sucking in we're gonna have a little America which honestly is funny but also kind of an odd joke to make um and he Luckily, he responded with, hi, just heard about our little bundle of joy. My mother will be so happy, lol. (laughs) And as Claire writes, um, she just really wants these two to go on a date. And I agree. Like, I don't want to put too much pressure on this, but I think that they should at least meet each other in person. Like, this is all this online foreplay. And I would just be really upset if Chris was just, like, leading Lizzo on and giving these little flirty dms with not anything coming of it like i'm fine if they just are friends and they don't have a romantic relationship but like i want them to meet in person and just vibe it out and see what the mood is so that's another thing that i just hope happens in the celebrity world i don't have an exact prediction on it i just i want it to happen for my own um pleasure i guess because i just i think they would make a great friendship if nothing else okay guys we're nearing the end. I want to share something that sort of falls into deep cut territory. And I think about it a lot territory. And this is something, I don't know why I think about this a lot, but I do. And obviously it feels timely because of the Olympics going on right now. And that is during the 2016 Olympics when Ryan Lochte lied about getting robbed at gunpoint. And Before we get into it, it shocked me to realize that Ryan Lochte is now married with two children. Sort of blows my mind. Uh, For the two other people out there who watched his reality show on E!, he was living in Gainesville at the time that that show was filmed. And when that show was airing, I also lived in Gainesville. And he would always take his dates to Dragonfly, which honestly so would I because Dragonfly is hands down my favorite restaurant in Gainesville and I would eat there every night if I could every time I go back I try to eat there but it just became this like running joke on the show where he would always take his dates to Dragonfly and so I was convinced like I actually did see him one time at Dragonfly shit I totally forgot about that I think I was like with you guys and I was like Ryan Lochte's here he was like with a date. I totally forgot about that. Cause I was thinking about the time I met him at grog, which is the grossest, most disgusting place in existence. He loved grog. He was definitely like scamming on 16 year olds there. Um, and, and, yeah, I met him. I took a picture with him. I look crazy in it. I think I have talked about this on here. Uh, I don't know why I was talking about Ryan Lochte, but yes, did take a picture with him at Grog. You still also always see him at 101 Cantina. I realize this is niche content we're getting into right now, but in case anyone like went to UF or has been to these places, I think you will enjoy this. Uh, 101 Cantina was one of like my favorite haunts when I was in law school. It closed down and it was one of those things where like I hated going there it's kind of how I feel now about going to one, two, three Datura. for anyone who has gone on West Palm. That's how I felt about going to cantina. But yet I would like inevitably find myself there with, with a fishbowl in hand. And, um, yeah, like, you know, they literally would serve drinks and fishbowl, but they were like portable. Like, you know how usually if you have a fishbowl, you're like sitting at a dinner, you're at like a, a brother Jimmy's and just like really going for it. But it was yeah it was it was a portable so i'm thinking ryan lochte might have dabbled in a fishbowl too anyways that's my point is is like it it went from that you know seeing like him scamming on underage women maybe they weren't maybe they were 18 i don't know at grog to now being married and having kids and um, Okay, yes, Kenzie's saying they're eighteen. I don't know. The thing is he was he is older than me, right? Yeah. So and at the time I was in law school. Yeah, so like he was even eighteen was significantly younger than him. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not creepy, but You're right. Okay, they probably weren't underage. Okay, you know what I meant to be saying? They were under 21. Grog had a heavily under 21. Yes, the first place I ever went in Gainesville was when I was... Tasha, like, does not remember this happening... I don't even think she remembers this trip at all, girl. I don't know. I feel like I've talked to you about this before, and you you have like no recollection. But Tasha and I like went to Gainesville, and we stayed with her sister when we were we were in college, but we weren't twenty one yet. And we went to Grog, and that was my first time, like ever, going out in Gainesville. Yeah. Can you believe I then chose to go to law school there? Like. Oh my god, that's so sad. Anyways, I'm sorry, I'm getting so sidetracked. I just had to give you my whole like Ryan Lochte history. Back to Brock, just be like, Ugh. <laughs> uh, no. no. <laughs> um okay, so in case like you need a refresher, I mean they this is now referred to as Lochtegate Gate on Wikipedia. And it came out because During the Olympics, this was like a huge thing during the Rio Olympics in 2016. It honestly like distracted from the actual games because this became such a huge story. At least like that's my recollection of it. He tells Billy Bush, which Billy Bush somehow is always at the center of a scandal. Like he is also the one who Trump said the grab him by the pussy comments who that was, you know, taped. Same dude. So he tells billy bush that he was uh, you know robbed at gunpoint
1: kit says is that lochte and i looked through the the he's walking in the place it's lochte with the green hair walk over and say hey locking and we go did it happen and he goes yeah it happened i said well, c- c- come out here come with me he came out we were talking on the street i made a call to silverstein mm-hmm. and i said rob uh can you send a crew as soon as i said can you send a crew here i realized this is not going to okay. last that long. Right. We crossed the street, went new school with the iPhone, Kit, and told Kit the story. Kit taping the whole thing. Kit taping the whole thing. Yeah. And uh, by the way, Kit's taping is the cover of the New York Post this morning. Yes. But Lokti told us the horrifying story, coming back from a party with Brazilian swimmers and Tiago Pereira, the great Brazilian swimmer down here, took them all out, pulled over by an unmarked car, no sirens on top. Guys get out with guns and badges, and they go up to Locky, and all the swimmers get down on the ground. Hmm. Lochte tells me, he goes, no. I'm not getting on the ground, you got a gun, you can use it, which is not said, That's not no. what you do. No. That's what it's he told what me. Do. And uh, and anyway, they took his wallet, they took his money. You got the video, right? On the cell phone. Here's Lochte talking about it right here. What happened? Well, who were you with? What time of night? Who pulled you over? Uh, I was with
0: a couple of sinners. Uh We were coming back from the train's house, and we got pulled over in our taxi. And
1: these guys came out with a badge, a police badge. No lights, no nothing, just a police badge. They pulled us over, uh, they pulled out their
0: guns. Come to find out, again, I still think there's some debate over what happened here, and I'm not gonna, gonna get into all of the issues this, this like this had some, <sighs> I don't know the best way to say it. I don't wanna say like racist, racist undertones. No, Thing. yes exactly that's a good way that, to that they're gonna rob an american that is a very good way to put it Kenzie. it was paying paying into this preconceived notion that a lot of people had about rio which complicates the narrative they not want to be in rio for, in the first place right right so obviously this was not good for rio's like public image and their tourism etc etc Um, So come to find out, and again, like I said, this is all kind of disputed, but there's videotapes that uh, corroborate this. Really, Ryan and three other swimmers were at a gas station. They urinated on it. Uh, Ryan ripped down a poster in it, and then they were kind of um, spoken to sternly by security guards. Um, and, And that is the story. Not that what Ryan said is that, they were like robbed at gunpoint in their car. So what can be said without a doubt is that how Ryan said things happen is not how things went down. They might have felt endangered, but there's there's video of them right after the event. They don't seem frazzled at all. But this became such a big to do. And like two of the swimmers who were involved in this, they were literally on their plane to go back. I so, like this part. is like what I really remember. They were on their plane to go back and they were like seized off the plane and they couldn't go back. And one of the swimmers had to pay like over $10,000 just to get his passport back, which I don't blame the people of Brazil. Like this was fucked up. Like he was going to be charged with filing a false police um, report and everything got dropped. It was all fine. All the swimmers got back. It did have an effect on them in the Olympics realm because they got kind of canceled for a lot of, you know they they got disqualified from certain events they couldn't go to certain parties a lot of sponsors dropped Ryan Lochte and this also like became contentious because people were pointing out that Gabby Douglas was really thrown under the bus for like not putting her hand over her heart during the national anthem which is such a like that's within her right to do and she got like way more shit on than even Ryan Lochte did. So just such a fascinating like time in history. The funny thing is, though, except for Ryan Lochte, the other swimmers in Lochtegate went to the Olympics this year. Really? All three of them? I think, I think. well, at least one of them. It's it's Jimmy Feigen, Gunnar Bentz, and Jack Conger. Okay, so I Gunnar Bentz definitely went. Jimmy Feigen may have not, but I think Jack Conger may well, have. Well, you know, Ryan Lochte went to the qualifying events. He just didn't qualify. So, he hadn't retired. He was trying to go to the Olympics oh, this didn't year. Yeah. I know that. I thought he yeah. retired like Michael Salt. No, no, no. He he literally was just trying to qualify and didn't get yeah. it. All right. So, I hope you like that Olympic-themed jog down memory lane. We're at legit shit. So, I have become a big fan of those little zit sticker things that you put on. Uh, the first brand I tried was CosRx, and I'm going to link those because they do a really great one that's, like, so transparent. Like, you literally cannot see it. Um... But you can literally get any kind. There's so many cheaper versions at Walgreens. I've tried one. that's called like Peroxyl the brand. Uh, I think Clean and Clear makes one. They all use the same concept that it's like a hydrocolloid. I think is how you say it. That it all it does is like draw the moisture out from the zit. uh, And you'll see like little white on the pad. And it's not actually the pus. It's just the moisture interacting with the little pad. So it's kind of gross seeming, but I'm telling you, it really is effective at like smoothing out spots. Like if you have a big, like a big Mount Vesuvius, it'll smooth it out. You know, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week for our hundredth episode. Ah, Bye. Also, PS, Kenzie just clarified to me for me that it was Gunnar Bentz was the one from Lockgate that was there this year, not the other ones. Okay. Bye.